0: All right, welcome to episode. I think this is four of the downside. Uh, 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 Russell, how are, you, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm. I'm actually okay today.
1: One, two, three. Downside. downside. You're
2: listening to the downside. The downside. With John Marco
0: welcome welcome I, I i surprised you there russell you expect me Did. sometimes it's you, shitty every once in a while things are okay you, do, um, you seem
3: relaxed today
0: uh yeah i i figured that i was gonna ask you how you were doing and you were gonna say shitty because you got the second moderna shot yesterday
3: yes um i actually feel a lot i feel way better than I, at my first dose um, which is strange. It is very I weird. I feel really good. I, I got a little chilly and a little uh, like like um, achy and tired uh, last mm. night and this morning. But I, I feel right as rain. I good.
0: I got my second shot on on Thursday and then when we booked this guest you know it's a big guest and i was like what the fuck was i thinking we booked it right after the shot i was worried you, you were going to be incapacitated i was like i can't yeah. interview someone alone i'm very scared i'm very nervous so thank you for being here i appreciate I, it
3: yeah of course i feel like we're both pretty relaxed yeah Sometimes yeah we're you know
0: for now for now well you know, uh, my my girlfriend she got the second shot she got there're two like bumps on her arm that that happened after the shot I don't know if it's the shot related, but it's it's like a centimeter away from where the needle went in. Then she she posted on Instagram asking, you know, for people, you know, all the doctors that follow her to weigh in on what these bumps might be. And I, I'm like, yeah, you know, don't post this. There's people out there who are gonna see this and go, okay, I guess I won't get the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I perf- um, I perform it at LOL Comedy Club, and we get a lot of people from Florida. And you really don't understand. Like, I always, you know, I knew there are people who were anti-vaxxers or who don't believe in coronavirus. But until you're in a room full of Floridians who, like, uh, okay. you talk about the vaccine, they're like, I'm not getting that fucking vaccine. You're like, this is really bad. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Um, well, what's interesting, too, is that uh, we get so many vaccines that we don't uh that most people are like, whatever, that's just been around since I've existed. So that's fine. Um, So it's interesting because I think I was talking to someone and they were saying there's a lot of legal precedent in terms of like, like, your kids going to school or going to college like that's going to you have to do that so it'll be interesting to see what pops up from all that
0: but we got it we got it we're good i'm happy comedy clubs are reopening again uh they they opened yesterday 33 percent capacity so it's it's the first time some of these clubs can can claim that they're sold out it's very exciting for them i uh, i get to finally witness you know how people are Doing more shows than I am and feeling bitter again—it really feels yeah. feels That'll like be beginning of 2020. Yes, very exciting. It's been long very very yeah, well. I had four good. shows today. Two just got canceled, so we really are back in business. But I'm good. We're healthy. I'm going to be grateful for 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 that. I'm just you know I'm so excited. I can finally stop washing my hands every time I shit. Uh, you know normally we ramble a little bit more, but but we we're very excited to have this guest. You know uh, you, you know uh, WTF with Mark Marin. Uh, I remember when he had like, you know, he had Barack Obama on his podcast and it was a very, very big deal for him. And I, I feel like what Barack is to Mark Marin, this next guest is to me. Uh, so I, 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 I want to bring him on. Uh, please welcome uh, Alex Brightman. Well, welcome to The Downside.
2: Thank you very much. What that is and that to be right after you said washing your hands after you shit to write into that <laughs> is is. Better than the Barack thing.
0: Um, no, it's very. You're 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 a pioneer, <laughs> one of the first straight white men to lead a Broadway show. Yeah. I uh, yeah, definitely
2: well, twice I, and get really rewarded for it, really heavily.
0: Very rewarded, two-time yeah. Tony nominated. Yeah. Uh, performer. When mm. when do you want to win one?
2: I would have liked to have won the last one, to be honest. So is that that was the one you thought like. I thought that I put a lot of work into the show, and I had put a lot of work. I put five years into that show. And so, wow. to and, and I am not in this for the awards. I never have been. And I mm. was validated in my own head after getting nominated going like, oh, yeah, no, this doesn't matter. I get it. Got it. OK, good. I'm here for the right reasons. Sure. But I did put a lot of work in. And and I think that uh, I don't know, I would, I would like to have had one maybe.
0: Did you have did, did you win? have a speech ready to go?
2: i did have a speech ready to go i had it in my pocket i folded it up i don't remember what i did with it i don't i it might still be in the jacket pocket actually to be honest did it um,
0: did it end with love is love is love is love
2: yeah i said love is love islam is
0: love Ooh, i like oh. that progressive uh yep. you were, Russell was asking who won who won that, that uh, santino fontana from uh tootsie
1: um, mm. yeah
0: okay okay well uh we're- <laughs> okay i I'm, I'm really excited to have you because i you know i i went to college for for musical theater i was a musical theater kid and you you kind of had the the life that i i dreamed of um yeah. and, and I you're really, jewish too right i'm jewish as well so yeah. everything and i really want to find out why it's not as good as i think um so i'm oh, very okay. happy to have sure. you here just just talk uh <laughs> but it's we 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 should we should first mention you we did a movie together um (laughs) uh, i don't know what we're allowed to say about the the movie because we can say that we did it we can say that we did it we did a, movie with, same, we
2: did a movie with Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish.
0: Very excited, yes. And uh, I
2: didn't do anything with Tiffany Haddish.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't have any scenes either, right? but it didn't yeah. stop me from putting it in all my bios.
2: I might have said in one bio at one point, uh, really early on, before I really looked at it again. I think I said starring alongside Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish is what I put in mine. And then I and then we saw a cut
0: of the film, and I was like, I should take the word starring. Out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was in. It's in like the 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 Wikipedia page for the film. It mentions your name. Game. oh you no know. oh,
2: that's that's exciting <laughs> it, it,
0: it was it was a you know, lot know, of fun I, I didn't didn't star in it but it was fun
2: it was really fun to do
0: uh, we can talk about the the extra that one part where with the the saxophone player. I would
2: more. I, not only would we should talk about that. I, w- I I will leave if we don't talk about that.
0: Okay, so so there's a. It's about it's about like an SNL type show. A right Billy Crystal's a writer on an SNL type show. Yeah. And uh, there's a band like there is on Saturday Night Live, and uh, the band doesn't yeah. have lines. So you know to to save money, it's it's extras. Um yes. probably yeah. I would imagine they did an audition for this and no, I uh, think it was more like a central casting they kind of they got it on
2: look and they looked right for it for sure. Yeah, definitely. I actually really thought they were
0: musicians, which is, makes this even better. Like I really genuinely <laughs> thought they were musicians. So, so there's there's some scene there's some some dramatic scene where the band needs to play and this one guy he was very friendly he really looked like Great. you know fresh out he a looked like a saxophone player and he had a saxophone and so he's 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 he's, he's jamming he's jamming on yeah. the saxophone he is indeed but he forgot to put his mouth. On the piece on that you the
3: saxophone. <laughs> oh no!
0: <laughs> and slowly but surely, each,
2: as each take happened, we all sort of started noticing it, and we kept going like, "When, when, when the band starts playing, look at the guy with the saxophone." And then every time, as I, every time I mentioned it to somebody, I thought this would be the time where he figures it out. He yeah. never figured it out, and it was. Did... And the and actually, the more takes that happened, it kept moving slightly down, almost in a guitar-like fashion
0: by the end. Wait, now
3: did you guys alert anyone? in control of this production we,
0: I, like, I wasn't hired hey. to be a you know assistant director on this thing i oh, yeah, sincerely
2: yeah. i really i i was looking forward to seeing it in the final cut i oh, sort yeah, of desperately wanted to be like looking for it and i think it's there i just don't i only have seen like a cut of it once and so i i'm looking forward to seeing if it is there as sort of an easter egg oh, yeah we,
0: so we watched funny. it we watched the premiere over zoom yeah, um, I mean, I hope there's I hope it's I hope there's a big red carpet because I imagine Billy Crystal. There's going to be like all the the comedy yeah. idols on that red carpet. And You can't do it. You, you can't get, you know, Mel Brooks until he's vaccinated on a red carpet. you got to keep him in a is, bubble. Wait, Mel Brooks is in the movie. No, he's just friends. I'm just saying like him oh, and Billy oh, Crystal, oh, they're all God. pals. I, like, dude, I would yeah. like to do that
2: premiere. I, I think the Zoom I mean, like it was nice to see everybody, but it really was a, a very, very vivid reminder of, wow, this is not how you want to do shit.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: and i have these two pictures that you took uh, uh alex of uh, me and a certain character that i'm just dying to post oh yeah i'm dying to post it now you don't have even instagram why uh-uh. is this alex i got a death threat on instagram and so uh
2: you want to talk about some of the downsides of of being a popular figure in a in a world please um i Instagram. I I never liked Instagram. It was never, it was never for me. So that was that to start it off. Like I, even when it began, I didn't know what to do with it. It's not my medium. Twitter way more, my thing, more, my speed, I think. And I didn't want to have, if I needed something to say, I didn't want to have to accompany it with a picture. Like I didn't feel like it was like, that was like the price of admission to my thoughts was a picture. I didn't have that. And so I just never posted. And so when I was in shows, there was like show, publicist and stuff that'd be like you have to post and so I, that's when i would do it um but i never felt any joy doing it i never really scrolled it like you know well, i mean taking a shit i guess that's when you do it sure but, sure um um but i never really found much joy doing it anyway and then when you're in a show that's popular and people post about it all the time i get tagged in like playbill photos in the audience and i'm here and, blah, 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 and there's a million after every show you're tagged in uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of posts which is cool because a lot of them say like it was great. We really liked it. And that's really lovely. And that's a lovely boost, especially if you're having not uh, a great day. You know, that's a nice thing to look at. However, there are... Have you heard of trolls?
0: I have. I actually used yeah. to be one. Nice. Uh, <laughs>
2: um, they exist, and mm-hmm. they're real. And it doesn't matter how kind or or generous you are with your time and stuff like that. They just exist. They just are their own autonomous things. And it, it thankfully, in my in my sphere meaning me like as far as i deal with the like people that i would consider fans 99.9% of them are extremely warm which has been really great and then there is that 0.1% which is it really makes up for the rest because it's just too familiar too soon um, it's they think they you owe them something you don't and they treat you as if like you are their best friend and best friends don't betray each other and mm. so there was just one day where I was heading to a two show day and I just checked my Instagram and I had a message request and I said, ch- you know, I like to like, look what they are. If there's a friend in the audience, I like to know if the people are going to be there. Um, and I just, something caught my eye about, it. I can't remember what it said, but caught my eye, clicked on it and it pops up and it's a picture with uh, um, the message. And it's a picture of a young looking lady um, with like, I would say twenties. Okay. And half the picture, it's like half of her face stone faced into the camera eyeball directly into the camera and says, I'm warning you not to come out the stage door tonight.
3: Mm. Oh my God. This is at
2: the top of a two show day. I'm in a car. I'm in an Uber heading to my matinee. And, and then you kind of look at the picture and you realize she's standing in at like front of house. Like she's like (gasps) in front of our theater. She's not like at her own thing. And so I immediately, by the time I got to the theater, I had like texted my stage manager and stuff like that. And there was like the head of Schubert security in my dressing room. And they had like already sort of contacted counter terror. And it was this whole thing. I'm shaking to bits. And, and I absolutely like, well, I can't do my show anymore. Yeah. Like I just was like at all ever again. Like now, I never think about it. Like you don't think about there's 1200 people sitting there and you're like, all it would take is one person. Like, and you're standing there, you're the only thing on stage, sitting, like yeah. you're a sitting duck. I never thought of myself as a sitting duck until that moment. And then I did the show because they said that we, they found her, they like, they sort of- oh, they found her. Sort of, they did, they did. And it turned out it was a misunderstanding um, what? Wait! wait. <laughs> what do you mean?
0: Misunderstanding? <laughs> she was like, "I'm going
2: to give <laughs> you I, a
1: what I, big I, hug." You walk you out kisses. that stage.
2: <laughs> what, what if I didn't? What if I didn't clear that up? I was like, "Let's just move on." um It was a misunderstanding, <laughs> and that's how we. And that's how I met my wife. You know, and so of course, uh,
0: beautiful story. No,
2: I what I, I believe what ended up happening. Uh, what I was told was that th- it was a person who was trying to warn me about like the, the crazy people. The stage door. There's crazy people here today. They're going to like be. Like every day, is there like, there's, <laughs> and this was their way of doing it. That's what, that's the story I was fed, and that's the story it makes it easier for me to believe. Um, and it, I did both shows, and every time I was doing uh, sort of a, a side or a monologue adjacent thing to the audience that day and night, I was racked with fear. Like, complete, I have never, I have never felt afraid in a very long time. I felt anxiety, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but I felt actual, like, I had like wincing, I was like, just, had those like a wincing for two and a half hours because i was like waiting for somebody to pull a gun or yeah i've always thought if
1: i was on
0: stage that would be i think it was it was eddie murphy did a bit where this was before speaking of obama before obama he was talking about the first black president giving a speech right and how he'd be moving around and i always thought like if that thought got in my head that someone might try to shoot me on stage it would be really incapacitated. i mean it was real
3: now, did she watch the show that day or no? It was like... I don't think... I think they I think they, they were, were like, able to, like...
2: I think they really... They flagged it. They tracked it down. They, like, found that she had bought a ticket, um, which, like, was... But I actually do, from everything that I've heard after this, do believe it was not intended to be followed through yeah. with anything malicious. I do think it was, like, notice me.
3: She needed, like, a photo of her smiling and referencing the large crowd instead of just, like... <laughs>
2: Like, I mean, dead, yeah.
3: cold, dead staring
2: into my <laughs> camera. And, but I just, you know, it's funny because that, to me, I, I see a lot of that. That's the thing, like, you see a lot of notice me people. Notice yes. me's are like, and mm. I'm one of those. I think, like, a lot of actors have that notice me gene in them, right? That's, like, the thing. And so when you're not an actor and you want to be friendly or near an actor, sometimes you develop that gene, but you just don't know how to cultivate it because you're not an actor. So you're trying to do the thing you've seen me do, but in real life. And that's not what I do in real life. Everything I am on stage, I am not off stage. Sure. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm like Steve Martin, where it's like, you know, people are like, you know, do the Steve Martin thing. I'm like, I'm always gregarious and people find me in public. And because in Midtown, I'd say those 12 blocks, I would say that I am lowercase f famous in those 12 blocks because of the shows I've done. I'm always friendly with people. So I was so even more shocked when something so crazy came my way. I was like, Wow, like you can be nice and still have enemies.
0: Well, the stage door, like I I, I mean, it, it, it's such a, you know, for the when I was a little kid, I saw Wicked. I don't know if I saw you in it. I don't think so. I think it was before you were uh, It depends on what year. If you remember the year, I could tell you. I, I don't even want to know, Alex. I'm I'm already jealous enough. I don't want to have okay. seen you. <laughs> I was in a show, right? But
2: I was in a show before that on Broadway
0: too. Okay, c- c- keep going. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna talk about Glory Days first. So I uh <laughs> so I, I just remember that that moment, Adina Menzel signing my poster, and then she got in the car with with Tay Diggs, um uh her former husband, and and she pointed at me and waved, and it meant so much. But the stage door. I mean, it can be vicious. First of all, you got a lot of those fucking. You got these like fifty-year-old balding guys. Like they're clearly getting signatures just so they can sell this shit on eBay.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent. Every single performance, and and, and they're but they're there before the show. They're there. They now now like they kind of vulture around before the show, and they do this thing which I love, which is. They go. They, they're so rude. They're never ever ever nice, which is so weird because they're You're. They, it's like they're asking for something that clearly they're gonna try to make money off of. The least they could do is be nice. But I think they've done this for decades, and so they're just like it's transactional at this point. They go sign this, and it's a it's a card. It's a white. It's a white like flashcard, and it's clearly not memorabilia from the show. It's like meant to be scanned. It's like, and like, if they're like, use this pen. And I sign <laughs> it and he goes, can you do it clearer?
1: I'll oh it clearer my God.
2: I can't. And then, so you, so I did, I did that for a little while. Cause I kind of didn't know. I was like, maybe this is like I, the optimism in my brain. I was like, maybe this is like for his scrapbook. Like he's like, really wants to just log who he's met. And these are there. And then I got wise to it. And then they're like, now print your name on the bottom. So I know who it is.
0: <laughs> and it's like, so filthy and yeah. they, that is why they wild. exist
2: by the hundreds they're gonna start getting you to do cameos
0: now say happy birthday to susan
2: over here uh i yeah, say happy birthday to susan but cover your mouth so, like so they so they can so then they can like pop in a name and sell it every video a new name happy birthday to garrick you
0: know whatever i just i just i, I remember uh i mean you know when when i was in high school i would do the stage door thing and i remember i saw christina applegate in um uh, sweet Charity, sweet Charity. And as we're leaving, she's going to her car and she's not signing that day. You know, she's she's busy. And some guys, some Thanks. guy is like, Learn how to sing. La 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 oh, la la la. La 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 la. And I was like, Oh my God, I would never come out again. I would say, Well, that's oh, it. Yeah. We're done with the whole yeah. stage door practice. That yeah, is so that, that is 1%. Yeah. That is interesting. Now,
3: there must be days where you're just like I'm going to go right to the thing. It just, right. Like, I mean, or yeah. do you, do you feel like you have to, is there like, do you set a day to do that kind of thing or you're just like, whenever you're feeling overwhelmed or like. I
2: typically, I mean, for the most part, except near the end of Beetlejuice because things I just like was working on other things beyond that show. So I needed, like, I wanted my time when I could have it. Um, I typically do the stage draw all the time. It's, I like doing it. I really enjoy yeah. meeting people and I, I, that's why it sucked when like, thing when it goes wrong it sucks because i really like doing it it's Mm -hmm. like i really enjoy seeing people because i was that person i loved going to the stage door and uh when i don't do it it is usually not met with any sort of vitriol but sometimes you get it on twitter that's like we waited for five hours after the show (laughs) and at 2 a.m we i had to take my my 10 year old daughter and tell her that you weren't going to be there and i was like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and like you get these big threads, and you're like, "Yo, like, did you enjoy the show? Yeah, like, what? I just did two and a half hours of that for you guys. Like, I did. Uh, that's what I, I my little retort back when somebody's like, "Can you take me backstage? Which is an, uh, an way too often request sometimes, which is weird because it's a liability. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go, can you? and I go, I we can't. I give them a spiel that's like nice, and then they go, Ugh, fine. <laughs> and you go, I go, but you know what I can do. And they go, what? I go, I could do a two and a half hour Broadway musical for you two and a half hours ago.
0: Yeah. So you're commenting they, this they on every single one of these threads going, hey, fucker. I like no. you. You uh, Do you still respond? Or did you get to a point? Where you're like, no, no, I no, just no. have to ignore all of this. I don't
2: really typically. Yeah, that's not really. I, I don't typically respond for two reasons it, to that. Because one, it gets to me and I don't want to speak yeah. off the cuff because I, uh, I, I don't yell. I've never I haven't yelled in 20, 25 years. But I hold up
0: seriously. Alex, you've never yelled seriously.
2: No, seriously. That's On stage, amazing for sure. But in life, I learned from my dad when you yell when you when you scream at somebody, they don't hear the words, they just hear the screaming. That's what I, I
0: remember. That you learned from ago. your dad because he was always screaming at you, or he taught you that lesson. <laughs> yeah, between
2: hitting. Yeah, he was sure, always sure. really, 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 really insightful. Um, no, no, he just he's it's a quote. It's not his quote, I don't think. But he, it was something I took pretty. I was like, that makes sense. So I am much more vicious when I'm quiet and i know you can be very quiet on twitter because you're not speaking at all so mm. i sometimes caught myself writing a tweet that was like insanely cutting in a way that i'd go why well, this is like i shouldn't say this no matter what and i just stopped doing that because it could get this was years ago and i was like this could get me in trouble and now look at twitter now i mean you 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 have you could have a typo and your career so it's like sure i don't, I don't typically respond anymore
0: we, yeah. Well, that's why I think it's funny that, that you know Instagram is the one, for me, Twitter is the scarier one. I think Twitter yeah. is the one that oh, I'm like, yeah. I got to get to a place where I can leave this site. It's just built well, in a way that where things can exponentially uh, spread around in a way that's scary. You read everything, John Mark. I read right? everything. I respond to everything with a picture saying, D- don't leave the stage door tonight.
2: I will say that the, when I left Instagram and I was uh, I came, I was on Facebook as well for a ver- Facebook was my longest love affair and I left Facebook and it felt great mm. and then I left when I inst- when I left Instagram it was instant I had uh, over 100,000 people that would oh, like follow Alex. me on there right yeah I know I, I say that very calculatingly knowing I'm you talking to given you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great if you could pass if you could like pass them off like like you points.
0: You have so um, many fans that there is an account on Instagram because I remember because when we tried to tag you, uh, you for those oh, listening, right. you you were a guest on an Uncle Function show, the sketch team I'm on with Russell, and there is an account on mm-hmm. there. I think it's Alex Brightman, and it's like this is not Alex Brightman. He is not an Instagram. Don't be scammed.
2: I think um, what's ironic about that I think that actually account is like real Alex Brightman, and it goes actually not and the, the, the subtitle is like not actually real Alex Brightman, <laughs> sure, which is super fun, but. I think that's getting off Instagram. I I, I get a wash of like, oh good. That's like another thing I don't like, I didn't need. And I felt really good until my, at the time I had a publicist because of uh, the show. And we were like around Tony season and instant, like 30 seconds after I deleted the account, two phone calls, manager, publicist. There was like, what just happened?
1: Amazing. And I said,
2: I deleted my account. And they said, you dis, do you act it? You deactivated it or you deleted it? And I said, it's gone. And they were like, uh, they were like didn't know what to do and i was like i was like look if if i start if i don't get a role now because of my instagram then I don't want that role. That's not what I want. That's not at all what I'm
0: here for. So, Cut to five years from fun. now. Five years from now, you're ushering a Broadway show, and you're like, I should have never deleted that Instagram. Yeah, I know. I. Uh, yeah. That's that's uh, a very noble of you. Let's let's go. Let's start because you know we're gonna get into theater stuff, but uh, let's talk sure. about. You grew up in in Saratoga. I did a little research because I had read. I had read. I remember before I met you, I had read that New York Times article. Where you you talked about how, because I had gone to the cap twenty one the musical theater summer camp, and I'd yeah, read so the that. article and and you said, you know essentially in the article, you were like, they weren't qualified to teach me. and I read it I at the time it wasn't assen- it wasn't essentially. I said that. Oh yes, yes. You said, did I get the quote right? right? They, they, these jackasses yeah, really were not qualified to teach me sh- jack shit. <laughs> that's, that's, that's and uh, I mean, they really—you know—they <laughs> that article. It was a strong, it was a strong one, and I, I agree with you very strongly. But I remember at the time doing that thing where I agreed with you. but I was like, "Ah, fuck this guy! Oh, they weren't qualified right. to teach you, motherfucker." Well, I went for yeah. four years, and now I'm like, he was right.
2: Uh, let me say this: I know people that went there and are way better for it, and I went. My experience there from the jump was like not good and it just was like they took way too many people my year and so i felt really lost mm. and like it was a lot of things that were said and not executed like doors always open and like every door was closed sure like things like that like and i just sort of like didn't feel like i didn't want to waste not my money my parents money um
0: very expensive school that. Very expensive. Extremely
2: expensive. And and then you start to feel it. That's why I didn't. That's why you, you should never think about it, I think. And the, I started going like, how much money did I just did my did my family just lose today for me to sit in the class for eight hours and not do a fucking thing? And I was like, I don't learn by watching. I sometimes do. But mm. I learn by doing. I learn. It's, and so it just kept week after week after week. I was like, I'm doing my work. And every time I'd get up, uh, that teach I would do my work, so the work ethic shows, right? You do your work, you do a good job, and I would go up and I do my thing, and they go, great, sit down, and I felt resented for like doing a good job, mm. and so then when the people went up that clearly didn't want to do their work or were, or were still figuring themselves out or there for the social aspect, um, go up and they were like, I just sort of learned this this morning. The teacher was like, now I can be this teacher.
0: Ah, right? uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of problems with these. And then you also, I I, I always resented the acting classes where they opened it up to the class. Like, oh, what did you think about it, so-and-so? And And I'm like, why are we fucking asking this freshman what they thought of my performance?
2: I just, it's also so, like, the whole thing is so subjective that, like, it's, to even to do that kind of stuff sometimes I think is really... uh, I don't know. Like to grade it is super weird to me. Sure to, to compare to compare and contrast is super weird. If it, it, I, criticism is cool, if you get if you know how to move it forward. But criticism is terrible if it's just criticism. She keeps beating you into the ground. And that's what it kind of started to feel like. One of the funniest things,
0: I remember in my my conservatory, there was an acting class. And there was this uh, woman who had struggled with acting. And in one scene, she, like, had a sweater. Like, she was holding a sweater. And she used to, like, gesture very strangely. And she was holding a sweater for this whole scene. And (laughs) one of the students was like, I really love how the sweater and holding it, you know, made your gestures. Like, it kind of fixed the weird gestures you do. It kind of prevented you from doing that teacher was like yeah that's great i was like so what's the lesson here hold on to something for the rest of your fucking career so you stop how do you apply that like that's my that's a big one too how do you apply
2: these weird theater games that you're playing in the class to do like you know you do a do a push-up when you have a big line it's like where am i doing that in the audition (laughs) at all ever
3: there's there's so many fucked up theater school things that you don't realize how fucked up they are until you're way out of it i think of like conversations I would have with the teacher when I was in grad school, teachers when I, ha- when I was in grad school and I was 23 and they'd be like talking to me about like Brian Dennehy's career. Cause he's big. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> like, like I'm one time a teacher was like, you know, I have a lot of larger, actor friends that i could put you in touch with i was like what are you talking like you're like just weird things where you're like like why is this a part of my our conversation has nothing to do with it it's it's bizarre the things you don't realize how weird it is fat shaming disguised as notes yes yeah or yeah
2: i well the one the the thing that i thought was the the weirdest and i've heard a lot about this in other schools and i've talked about this with millions of friends of mine i have millions of friends Mm. um and so uh that is retaliatory notes is when you go when you give a note about somebody and they and then you go up and they go I have something to say about your performance. They didn't have oh. the note before, but because you've noted them, it is only fair that they are now allowed to note you and the note doesn't make any sense or whatever. Yeah. And I found that to be way true.
0: We did, yeah. uh, my because my conservatory, it was pretty small. We were 11 by the end. And our teacher did an acting class well, junior year <laughs> where, where we all went in a circle and each of us got to say one thing we really liked about the person and one thing we thought they could improve about themselves. Oh, and no. it was chaos. No. It
2: was no.
1: chaos. That's a reality
2: show. That's a reality show. That's I mean that that is a bad reality competition.
0: <laughs> so you left when after one semester? After 2 years. I was there. Oh, you I, were there I, for I 2 did. years.
2: Yeah. Freshman, sophomore year. And then going into my junior year, I had left CAP 21 to go to the Playwrights Horizons musical mm. theater practicum that was being sort of like developed oh from the ground up. And I was like, that's what I'm interested in and act like an acting based musical theater program, because the one at CAP was a little more dance based. And I was that's not what I do. And I was like, this is going to be fun because I wanted to go, that was one of the studios I wanted to go to anyway. I want, Playwrights Horizons was where I was kind of looking towards. um, But because I sang and did musical theater and that was my resume, that's where they put me. Um, And then I think a week in maybe, or not even, I had just kind of went and auditioned over the summer and then booked a play. And and I um, left because it was in Los Angeles. The History Boys. I'm here to, The History Boys by Alan Bennett. And I was with the National Theater, but, and it was like, everything I wanted to do, Mm. and then when I did it, it was like, for me, and I think this is in the article, it's like it was better than the two years combined. Sure. Doing the three months of that show was everything I needed to know about being a professional, doing an eight-show week, working like crazy knowing that there the mean there's no means to an end when you're working on a show the means are the end that kind of stuff and that's why i I carry all that stuff today in shows that i do
0: that i mean that makes sense i you know after my sophomore year i was cast in a community theater production of oklahoma and my experience was not the same as yours
2: no but uh no (laughs) i (laughs) um did you guys do a cool one you guys do like a cool no not a cool
0: one no not where where people get like shot willy-nilly and it's a contemporary no it was traditional um Okay, so so let's let's go go back to Saratoga. You you grew up in Saratoga, born there.
2: Born in Mountain View, an adjacent city. Yeah, and At,
0: I grew up in Saratoga. What's the downside of of living in Saratoga?
2: Um, the downside of living in Saratoga is for me, it moved a little too slow. Um, mm. I it sort of just didn't have. It's not L.A. You know, it's not it's not that part of California. So it's not showbiz and that kind of like kind of pace. Um, I although I don't really know of LA very much, to be quite honest. It's not a place I've frequented, but Northern California is that stereotypical like everything's cool. <laughs> like it's very like everything is like surfy pothead type of
0: Jews thing. Because you're Jewish. Right? Yeah. You, uh, yeah were there a ju- lot of you Jews. Just,
2: you just sounded like the guys at 72nd Street. You Jewish? You
0: Jew ju- are you Jewish?
2: Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. They
0: don't even have an accent really. It's just when you ask, Are you Jewish that many times? It goes, yeah
2: yeah it um, turns into j o o s h what do you say do you say yes to them i I usually fake a phone call about eight feet from them and then yes. uh past them I go I go not right now I go not the time or something. I just sort
0: of do that I go I say I used to be until you approached me
2: <laughs> i that's super fun i there's one vine do you remember vine i yes I do. Um, so there was one vine I, that I loved and it was a guy who would seek those guys out and he would and get, get sort of like, have the face of like, ask me and he'd have the camera under him. So you're getting a shot of just like his, like basically like, you get the whole interaction uh-huh. and he goes, he goes, I don't have a lot of time. Can you run with me? And they run with him trying to talk to him about it. And it's super funny.
0: It, it, it bugs me, man. I, there's something about like assumed camaraderie. That I just don't like this idea. Like, too ah, familiar. My, my brother. Ah, yes, here you go. One <laughs> of my pet peeves.
2: Too familiar, too soon. No, don't thank yeah. you. Also, yeah. I don't, I don't appreciate sometimes feeling stereotyped. Like they're like, you're Jewish.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. I don't think um, I would assume you were, you were Jewish. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I was, I was called in high school. I
2: was one of my nicknames was Jew. So that was
1: uh, one. <laughs>
0: that was, so there weren't a lot of a Jews one. there. If that was your nickname, you must have been a one and a...
2: Yeah, I think that where I went, to, I went to high school at a uh, all-boys Jesuit sports prep high school. Um, oh, God. And so it, a lot of it was like conservative dudes and like it was a lot of like a lot of religious, like a big religious kind of... Uh, je- and Jesuits are like, it's the slap on the wrist type Catholics. And so it was, um, yeah, I was known as the Jew or Jew. Seriously, dead serious. The um, teachers I, too, or,
0: or were they <laughs> <was it> just <laughs> <kids>?
2: <laughs> not the teachers. Um but uh it was t- sincerely my moniker for like almost the entire four years. And I sort of um f- I in a way because I didn't really I was short and didn't play a lot of sports, and like I just sort of like did I, I wanted to be friends with the popular kids, but I didn't know how to do it because I did theater before it was cool. Mm. I did theater like like, because I wanted to do it, not because I saw something on Instagram or TikTok. or none of that existed when I wanted to do it. I had a real deep love for it. So I was called every slur in the book, you know, for doing it. Um, and so, well, because, it, you know, that's the thing. Kids, if you do theater, it's assumed you're gay. So was the theater.
0: Yeah, there is that. There is that. When you did theater, was yeah, it with like a, a sister high school? Was it community theater? Or what did the Jesuit school were you doing Jesus Christ Superstar, and you were like, "Well, I should be Jesus. Technically, I'm the only Jew here."
2: You know what's what's great is is I did most of the theater that I did at a community theater, where I where I with and where there were zero downsides. That's the one part of my life that was consistent. That I went there more than I went anywhere else. Did like forty shows growing up there before I left oh my God. at eighteen. I mean, wow. I, yeah, like did show after show after show after show they cast everybody everybody that auditioned which sounds like a downside but it's not a downside um, and they were doing like but, I mean it was funny how they did that it was like the 20th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee which I would didn't do which has a cast of eight and had like to figure out like you know they like eliminated a hundred spellers <laughs> in the first round <laughs> um, and so uh, but the high school thing was actually really interesting because they had a great theater department which is why I wanted to go Um, Mm -hmm. and so they did really, they had a great couple of guys that taught, uh, theater and, and were some of the teachers as well. And one of them was the person that introduced me to improv, which is why I love it so much. So I like, owe a lot of like what I do to like some of the people that work there, but we did when we did plays, I only did four plays there, one a year. And we did it with the sister schools, any, any school around that had women were allowed to audition. And we were the only ones that could audition for the roles that were men.
0: Mm. I see. And uh, were yeah. the so? Are there a lot of priests there teaching? Are there nuns there yeah. teaching?
2: Yeah, both. Or I, I think mostly like you. Your, some of your teachers were like Father, whoever the fuck, and you know. And you oh, call yes, them Father,
0: sure. Father. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Did you have a religion class?
1: Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: we just had the one religion though. It was the just yeah. we didn't really talk about many of them. Um <laughs> we talked about mainly just one. How did you feel? Uh, why, okay, why did your parents send you this to this place? No, I wanted to go. I want I knew that if I went, if I went here, it was it was called Bellarmine College Preparatory. St. Robert Bellarmine College Preparatory. And I wanted to go there because my grades were not at a place where I knew that if I wanted to go to New York and go to a good college, if I went to Bellarmine and did okay, that reputation of mm. that school, I could pretty much, in a way, write my own ticket to the college that I wanted to go to if I, if I played it right, was the idea.
0: You were thinking of your, in eighth grade? You, you, you were thinking about this in eighth grade? You're like, all right, I want to go to New yeah, York. I
2: wanted to, yeah, I wanted to go to a theater school. I wanted to, I figured it out way too early. I, that was the other – if you want to talk about downsides, I, I figured out what I wanted to do professionally at way too young of an age. Because then I started going things like, math, don't need it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I see. But
2: sincerely, in class, I would be like, I'm never going to use this. And I don't know if I buy that as a,
0: as a downside. You don't need math because you're you're making so much money. You can just throw it out there. It doesn't you know, matter. Like, you tip there 100%, really it's, like, it's fine.
3: It <laughs> <there> really <laughs> is like a thing in, in high school where you're like – you. I remember thinking that too. I don't need any of this. I will never use it, you know? And like, and like, they would always say things like, you know, you need to balance your checkbook. And you're like, no, we don't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like for a long time. That was what they told me. That was, that was the thing.
2: Someone goes, well, what if you, what if you sincerely, I think this is, I'm probably conflating this with a million other quotes, but the thing I I always remember them being like, well, what if you're very famous one day and you have a lot of money and you need to pay your taxes? And my response was like, aren't there people for that? Like, I don't, I'm not going to do that. Well,
0: I I would, I mean, I've, I have a tax guy. Luckily I met him on my birthright trip actually. Um, and he's, you know, I, I, I don't know if I said this on Jewish? the podcast, Jewish? <laughs> I, I, I once, I did this, I did a show and it was like a storytelling show and it was a, a story about birthright. And I talked about meeting my tax guy on there and they said, ah, eh, this joke feels a little too stereotypical. And I was like, it's not a it's joke. <laughs> Can I not say the real thing? Let's talk about your parents. These, they, they seem good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were really nice people when they were alive and, uh, they, no, they're still alive. But um,
0: you they, son of a bitch! Uh, you son of a bitch! What, they're still alive. Good. They're still alive. They're, I, I just
2: <laughs> talked to them today. Um,
0: How dare you do that still to alive me? And I was like, oh,
2: they love each other very much. Yeah, no, that I would have happily have talked about it though. Um, uh, they they live on the Upper East Side. They live right across the park from oh. me. Oh,
0: they're very they seem to have been very supportive of your of theater of you doing theater.
2: Yeah, I think they were just going to be supportive of whatever I wanted to do. They were very cool about, I wanted to be a baseball player for the first number of years. And then I played baseball for up until high school. And then I just was like theater, theater, theater. But they're, yeah, I mean, I think if I decided to give it up now, they'd be like, okay, whatever you want to, you know, they're not really, I think they they are a lot more uh we lived our life. This is your thing now, rather than mm. we're we're they're invested. And I think a little more now because it's way more real. Because like the Broadway stuff and the Tony nominations and like like the career thing started to pick up in a way that I don't know if I to their credit I don't think anybody would have saw that coming. To be honest, it's just was like sure who, who sees that coming? I mean, I don't think anybody sees that coming. So it's just like they're like I, I know I'm their favorite son. I can say that.
0: Um, Oh, great. That's good. Well, I was going to yeah. say the one thing your parents and my parents have in common is if I said I was going to quit, uh, you know, my profession, they'd be like, okay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. well,
2: you have a, you have a younger brother. Uh, yeah. We're 14 months apart. And that's, he lives in New Jersey.
0: That's pretty close. Uh, you guys, w- were you friends growing up? Any, any downsides yeah. having a little brother?
2: There's, we had the, all the same downsides that any, we didn't have any unique downsides of like, we were mainly just best buddies and there was a time where he got super super fat and he was like like a circle like you know what i mean like when you see a person that's like that like that kind of like morbidly like mm. and it was like a problem and he was made fun of like relentlessly at school like elementary school and it was it killed me inside because he also like wasn't very uh like outgoing so it was like i was popular and not fat <laughs> and he sure. was the those opposite. two go
0: together sometimes um, my
2: dad always tells the story that i started a I started a gang. In elementary school, to uh, to threaten people that would make fun of my brother, and we'd go around being like, "We heard you were calling my brother fat. If you do it again, we're going to beat you up," and they would stop doing it.
0: What was the name of your gang? The the Sharks or the Jets?
2: We were the we were the Jets.
0: I just I think it's very funny the the theater the main theater kid being like, "I'm in a gang too. I'm going <laughs> to tap dance on your feet." You snapped? Thing, yeah,
2: yeah, we, yeah. Have you ever been punched? Did you punch someone? We rolled cigarettes up in our sleeves. Sure, sure. Uh, I have been. I was uh, suspended from school and mm. high school, uh, uh, high s- middle school. I was suspended from middle school because Frank Garcia punched me in the back of the head. Kept walking and thinking I wouldn't do anything, and I mm. went at him. I I am I can be very uh, uh, what's the word like feisty? Is the I mean sure? <laughs> I'm I am not very af- I am not afraid to sort of step step, step up for myself a little bit. I I don't want to um
0: so who won you you knocked him you knocked him how many hits did you get him into
2: knocked him into the locker got a punch in and then we were and then we were sort of at like we were sort of you know wwe sort of whatever that hold is kind of like getting each other and then we were pulled apart and then we were sent to the principal's office and i was suspended for the rest of the week i think
0: was he suspended Um, too
2: yeah i think so okay good um i definitely don't like remember a ton about middle I don't have a really great memory for like specific events in like middle school and stuff like that I my my wife has an incredible memory for like very specific events that happened in her life like 7th grade first week of 7th grade. I'm like what and I I remember vividly not only Frank's name but what he looks like and I, and I because I'm sure it's just hammered into my memory and I, I and I, and to be honest I hope he's not doing well
0: I know a guy named Frank Garcia there's no way it's him he's a comedy guy but it feels
2: it feels like a really common name to me so frank garcia those
0: two together i I,
2: sure i just feel like yeah i feel like garcia is common i feel like frank is common i feel like there must be more than one and i I do wish him well that was for comedy
0: okay good 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 i (laughs) um have you gotten in a fight before no i've i've someone i once you got punched once i remember oh yes i did get punched i did get punched uh i was crossing the street and a guy a guy said i was walking too close to him and he bought me in the nose um, but it really, it kind of grazed the side of my nose. It wasn't, you it's know, scary though. Oh, it was. It was in New York. It was very scary too, which is yeah. scary. Every couple and, months in New York, I say to myself, Jamarco, you need to take a self defense class." There's let me just...
2: tell you this: talk about talk about the downside of, of New York. If you want to talk about that real quick, yeah. My first year in New York City and my second year in New York City, I was mugged in broad daylight. Oh, you've oh, been mugged
3: twice. I I, I twice. can't believe people still get mugged. It, it seems like a, such a throwback. Well, this
2: thing was two thousand. This was two thousand what? what five. You know, oh. It was, okay. Well, it was 16 years ago, but this uh, is back when Times I, Square
0: was just porn shops and sex stores. That's right,
2: and- baby. Yeah. yeah, I was wearing my fedora and I got mugged. And uh, I, how did they mug you? So, uh, knife point. <gasps> the second oh. second time was second time was knife point. Oh. first time. For for my first year in New York City, I'm headed to a class and I don't know where I'm going. I'm lost. And I'm like, I just have no, I'm like in totally the wrong place. So I asked somebody for directions and the guy turned around and he was like, I'm going to need some money for those directions. And I said, and I was like, so frustrated that I just sort of was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I like, I turned away. He turned me back around and (gasps) clocked me in the face. Oh my God. I was not knocked out unconscious. Oh and God. he apparently, from what I heard, because I, by, the bystander's like, it was 12 o'clock in the afternoon. It wasn't like, it was plenty of people around. It was Canal Street. And so he ran because people saw it and didn't take anything because all my stuff was in my bag. I had a messenger bag
0: uh-huh.
2: and not in my pockets. So apparently they said, like, he tried to, like, fish your pockets and there was there was nothing... In there because I had my phone and my stuff just easily accessible in my bag, and a Good Samaritan put me in a cab in the right. It told me where I'm going, and I walked into my writing the essay class, which is the class you have to take freshman year of NYU. It's a global class that every freshman has to take called writing the essay. And I I walked in, and like their faces went white because I hadn't seen myself, and I was totally swollen up and bleeding from the eye, and like it was, and they were like, "We have to go to hospital."
0: (laughs) Um, and you sat down and and you're like, like, no, I gotta, like I sorry, gotta write this lady. essay first. I gotta write this fucking experience. My first year in New York.
2: I think what I said was, I didn't know there were, I, I think I said, I didn't know there were two canal streets. I think it was like, <laughs> there, cause they, there are, and that's where I was a I went down to like canal canal uh, street and there's like another one. Um, and like the canal street station doesn't really, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a whole thing. And then the second time I was mugged at knife point and I was less scared because I was like, you gotta be kidding me.
0: Uh, this isn't and my first rodeo kid. buddy. It was the knife I, on,
2: it, it, in the moment the knife was out. The knife was out. To your neck? To your stuff. It was just out. Your, it was it was just like, out, right, just here. out to be No, no, just out. Just out in front of me. Uh-huh. And he he kept saying I don't want to have to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt this? you. And I and I said this was on 13th Street and 1st Avenue. And That's I, not far from me. I between classes, so I'd gone mm-hmm. home. I had a Razor scooter and I for a sec, I said, I don't have any money. And I didn't. And my, I, I said, he's like, I don't want to have to hurt you. I said, I said, I don't have any money. I said, here's my wallet. I don't have any money. I just not on me. And he goes, and I, I said, and I stupidly, but I think not stupidly said, there's a Popeye's on the
0: corner. Let's go to the
2: ATM. <laughs> Cause I had money in an account. I had like, and so he's like, my
0: yeah, parents yeah, live right yeah. over yeah, there. Let's point, go over there. Was- my dad's got a lot of money in the <laughs> safe, you know,
2: <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. I like, yeah, I sort of said like, I have, there is money to be had. I don't have it on me. And I also don't want to go into my apartment with you and get killed. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the corner where there are more people and, you know, and, and let's go into a restaurant where it's much harder to kill somebody and, and get away with it. And let's go to the ATM. And I walked in and he, had, he was right behind me. And he, I, he said, take out a hundred. And I said, I only have, I said, I think I only had like 40 bucks on that. And I, I was like, I only have 40 bucks. And he said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Took out 40 bucks, gave it to him. He ran away, ran, out, ran outside of the Popeye's and ran. He was a kid looking for food or looking for money for his family. And I, yeah. I, it was just, that's the way it wasn't. It never felt vicious. You know, It just felt desperate. And I was like, this is so weird. After it was over, I f- had a panic attack. But during it yeah. though, I was like cool and collected. And I was like, I might run away from you.
0: Of course. Well, my, my girlfriend got mugged like two years ago and she's been having night terrors ever since. So I feel like it could be a yeah. very triggering. Did you go to therapy?
2: No, I do now, but I, I didn't then. I It did trigger, though. I used to have a massive, crippling stutter when I was growing up. Oh, my God. Um, like to the point of not being able to form any words. Like to, it really was like a chest stutter. Like I couldn't even get the top of a word out. And because it, it wasn't like the puh, puh, puh kind of stutter, it was uh, like. Like you can't even get the thing. Anymore, wow. Kind of stutter for all through elementary school it was terrible times, Uh, and when I experience high moments of stress in New York City, and they have to be high, like that, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or the 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 death threat thing. You know, like I remember, like it comes back in like fits and starts because mm. it just it's a emotional whatever trigger, and it's horrible. It's like it is. It's a really crippling type King's speech kind of stutter thing that I've sort of figured my way around in life. And then when I have nothing to perform for, I'm like, you know, it's like, mm. and it's, it's crazy.
0: What does it feel like? What is, because it? it's so hard to, you know, my when I get stressed, I get shaky. That's where my things go. Yeah. But like, it feels uh-huh. like you, does your mouth gets stuck closed or it doesn't know what's yeah. supposed to come out? It, or? Feel,
2: it does actually, it does. It feels like your jaw tightens up and it feels, um, it doesn't feel like you're choking. But it feels like you can't, like the regular stutter thing that everyone knows is like "ta ta ta today" junior, right? The thing. Sure. And so, uh, mine was I couldn't even get the tip of the T out. Like I couldn't. It kind of feel it gets stuck like here mm-hmm. or here, and it would be. And I can I can um you know turn it on and off a little bit now. Yeah. Like to, for like character stuff if I need to, which has never been useful, but <laughs> it's just something that I can access. Um. But when I do it, it sort of has, like, it, it does cost me a little because it does, it goes, oh, we're back? Like,
0: <laughs> we're doing this
2: again? Uh, yeah. um, that is funny. I, I, I
0: remember when we all, at least, like, middle school, it was, like, today, junior. We're, like, people with stutters. Yeah. Right. It's a thing.
2: It's a real, and I work, you know, I work with the Say organization, which is the student, stuttering association for the youth and it's uh this organization that like is it it explains it it, it helps as a summer camp but explains like uh, the disability that it really is because it is like it is people uh, i mean i thought i had it bad and people have it way worse way
3: worse mm-hmm. i had a, i had a friend who developed one in his mid-20s and, and it was too. it was so i you know it was like one of those things he had like a, a very uh kind of very weirdly stressful thing happen at work and he like developed this stutter and he hadn't like for him it was like he had never had an issue with it but he had to go to speech therapy and you know now it once in a while will come out if he's drunk you know what i mean but like it, yeah it's, it's for the <laughs> most part like uh it's he's got
0: it. i'm starting to develop a, a sibilant s and I'm really, I'm really you troubled are. by it. I, I had a voiceover audition recently and I'm recording it and I'm like, and I don't know how to fix it. Really? And I'm like, do I have to do I have to fucking pay for someone to teach me how to get rid of this? So that's I'm fascinating. just- Fascinating, it's I'm funny, just...
2: it's fun to watch people decay. You know, it's like yeah. fun to watch people kind of in ways decay.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I feel, especially having, you know, done the full college curriculum. I'm like, fuck man, this is what I went to school for. Um, okay, so two two other big things before we, we get to this guy's kind of stuff, I want to talk about. So your 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 almost Broadway debut yes. was a show called uh, Glory Days, and this yeah. was like right after Spring Awakening, right? This was around that time. Uh, yeah,
2: I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. I People, think that's exactly right.
0: It was like it was the time where producers were like, okay, hot teens singing yeah. pop songs, yeah, perfect. Yep. And Glory Days, it was at the Signature Theater, which is a prominent DC theater and yeah. it was a new musical it's four guys yep. just reminiscing
2: four guys Thrilling. coming back from college on their first year coming back to the football field where they first met because they were the four people cut from the football team and that's how they became friends <laughs> and they were uh they are singing about it on the bleachers and, it's, <laughs>
0: and they cast and, a bunch of theater kids who have never touched the football in their whole goddamn life including me <laughs> including and, you
2: and it's the songs were dynamite the songs still are dynamite and it was this kind of cool idea because it was like the first of its kind, like this sort of Jason Mraz type score, and it really kind of hit and it killed its signature because it was so new and stuff like that. And so they brought it to Broadway thinking like we could just leave it as it is and just put it on Broadway. But when you bring something to Broadway, it needs to be bigger, it needs to get bigger and because ticket prices are bigger and things like that. And I just think that it didn't happen. There was no real advertising. There was it like the producers were super green. And so they didn't know what, they were like just hoping we'd be like a hit like they were in DC. And well, I don't know
0: we, if Russell knows. So how many performances did it run?
2: It ran one. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> opening, oh opening, opening night. Uh, oh, <laughs> we, opening we, night. Opening night. Yes. Wow. Oh my God. How quickly
3: did you know opening night that you weren't doing it again tomorrow? Thankfully, we didn't. We actually
2: got to enjoy oh. opening night. So we oh. got to enjoy the whole evening. They knew. Um, they knew. And so I was a I was an understudy, I was a swing. So I covered yeah. two roles in the show. So I didn't even perform in opening. I I bowed on opening night because they called the the company and the director. That's the whole thing. The big like, we did it thing. Yeah. And then the next day they called us in for a company meeting, which doesn't happen. And I didn't know that because I was a child and yeah. I walked in and and there's five guys making their Broadway debuts out of six guys. And the sixth, the guy was like, we're closing. <laughs> this doesn't happen. Like, we're, there's no, it'd be like, either we're closing or we've just sold so many tickets <laughs> that they don't know what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, <laughs> the alternative was so wild that we're like, I think we are. And they walked in. We figured we'd be like, you know, in a month. It'd be closed it in yeah. a month, a couple of weeks, whatever. We had no clue about that part. And then the producers walked in and I will never forget this. They said, so we're closing. And then somebody went, when? And they said, last night. <gasps> and oh. we were like, what? And they said, we, and not, not only that, cause they're all business. They're mortified. They're yeah. not only, they were like, well, "You you have two weeks to clear out your dressing rooms. You just, you just moved into Um, and you, your, your vacation and your, uh, you know, all the sick pay, like kind of stuff that, that kind of accumulates that is at the equity building for you to pick up right now. You can go right now and pick it up your last checks, all your money, the stuff, like the stuff you're going to get paid out. And thank you very much. And you really, in that moment you go, oh, right. theaters are never yours. You're just renting the space. Like Mm. you really feel like, wow, this is a, this is a fleeting type of career
0: were wow. you were you uh, devastated
2: i was not i was i had no time to be. i joined the company in and they there were like 2 weeks of rehearsal and then like a week and a half or something like that of preview so we did we, performances we did like 15 14 performances like preview performances for audiences that went well because they're all papered like you know they give them because you want word of mouth that's the whole yeah. point of previews but it felt to good make the show better Felt good. Yeah, it did. And good responses. But the idea was that you need to sell tickets, not just give them away. And so we uh, so it was too quick. It felt like to me, like I said this before, it feels like it felt like a Broadway, uh, like fantasy camp. Like you have to do two weeks of rehearsal, meet the cast, be with the cast, do opening night. And then like, you're like, all right, camp's over. That's what it felt like for me. And then Uh, but I had to call my parents because I was like, you guys should come out for opening night. They're like, we'll wait till the show's running a little bit. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so I called them that day and I was like, uh, we, you won't be able to see the show. And they're not even on film. They didn't even, I mean, they, you have to run long enough for them to film it for like the Lincoln Center archives because yeah. that's where all the shows go. And there is no, I'm sure there's a little bit of B-roll here and there, but uh, yeah, it just, it faded. It was just, it went away very quickly.
0: That, th- did did the the New York Times give it a review or did they say, you know, we'll let this one slide. We're not gonna tear it apart. I think
2: apart what I remember, and this is my memory so I can look this up, but I think it was actually considering what happened, it was a relatively kind review. And I think it was less, mm-hmm. this is a bad show. I think the review was more like shame on these producers for taking it here so quickly.
0: Sure, um, sure. Is it is it the so. only I, I, show I, I, to have closed after opening night? Is it the record? I.
2: I think we hold some sort of record. I think there was a show... Because I think the, uh, the I think the definition of closing is when you get your closing notice, like when the notice is official. Uh-huh. And I think there was a show on Broadway that closed at intermission. I've heard
0: about this. I thought it was um, in London, but maybe I, it was Broadway. But yeah.
2: Oh, may- maybe. But there was a show with Ellen Burstyn that I know that closed really fast called An- A Confederate Widow Tells All.
0: Mm, I, I don't know how that could have closed. A Confederate <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Widow Tells widow. All. Oh, boy. I feel like it,
2: it feels like it feels like the title gets more contemporary as it moves forward. a, cont- a Confederate widow tells all <laughs> it's really yeah, a TMZ yeah, yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, um, that was it was and now people affectionately refer to it as Glory Day.
0: Glory Day. Yes, I, I, yeah. I'm going to go listen to that one. I, I bet it's I bet it's good. Um, catchy. It's catchy. It's,
2: it's very poppy.
0: They recorded the album before opening night. Yeah,
1: that's
2: uh cool. Yes, I think they did. I can't remember. I think they did either way, I'm not on the album um i'm mm. i'm I'm a mentioned in the company, but I'm not on the album
0: because it was just the four just the four guys. so since then you've you've been in in two shows now with extremely long runs, and I'm just curious mm-hmm. because you know as a now now that I'm more of a stand-up comedian and i I kind of get to mix it up every night to a certain extent. do you ever do you ever go crazy? Do you ever go crazy doing the same thing? I mean, how long, how many performances of, which one was, was longer, the run of Beetlejuice or, or School of Rock?
2: Wicked. Wicked. I did Wicked for the longest. I did Wicked for two years. That's um I did wild. Wicked for, for nearly, nearly a thousand performances of Wicked. Wow. Wow. Um, Cause I didn't take a lot of time off cause it was just like an easy sort of thankful role. I played Bach and Wicked for to 2008, 2010. And it was the time where like, it was like being in Hamilton now is what I say. It's like, it was still white hot. It was like, you yeah. could not get a ticket. And cause it opened 2004 and I was just four years into like a mega juggernaut show. And so it was like doing the hottest show in the world. Um, And so I did it because it was, one, it was six months, I think, after Glory Day's closed. I was, like, so excited to just, like, have a job that I was going to get to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: And and actually make my stage debut. But also I kind of knew in the back of my head something I couldn't define, which was job security. Like, if I just stay in this show, I'm going to make money. You know what I mean, like, I could pay my rent, I could do that. Like, I, I didn't that didn't occur to me until later, but I was like, wow, this is why people stay in shows for this long because mm-hmm. they can send people through college, they can buy houses, and you do the same show. And after a year, because I'm still young, and t- so, like, this is the greatest thing in the world. The last money I made was at like Uno, like, I made like I was a server <laughs> at Uno, and I was like, this is horrible for the money I'm, I, I, and this was easy, yeah. And I was making more money than I ever had seen. And I was like, this is like crazy. And I didn't know what to do with it. I had no financial acumen. I was like spending it as I got it. It was terrible. Um, But yes, the answer to the question is sometimes you do, you know when you like drive somewhere and you're like, I have not thought about driving for 40 minutes and here I am.
0: And you're like, did I kill sometimes anyone on the way? I mean, did I run over somebody? Did I get all the words all, right?
2: All the same thoughts. And I remember like, there are times where you kind of bow and you do you and it's hard to not do a good job sometimes if you've done the show that many times you yeah. have ways of just making it happen. Yeah. And it is that like leave your baggage at the door thing. Um and so but it is. It's scary. You get to the bows and you're like, "Did I have a show?" Like I don't even know. Wait. And that's easy when you're kind of a featured thing. When it came like School of Rock and Beetlejuice, that was required more of my attention because both shows involved improv. And I and ha, and and listening because I had to break the fourth wall in Beetlejuice and so I had to really deal with cra- a different crowd every night Sure. so that became more like what I imagine you deal with right the stand-up stuff
0: yeah but I, I basically I think w- where I really started to pivot to stand up I did I did a play that I wrote and it was I was pretty much on stage for 90 minutes and I only yeah. did it for you know eight shows a week for a month and I just remember two weeks in i'd be you know getting ready to go on and i'd f- be filled with this sense of like oh my god once i go out there it's the same 90 minutes and thank god i had a little bit of stand-up in there if i was doing it now i would have fucked around too much right. i would have gotten notes every night right, being like right, right. please please stop doing this but i i, I went i hear about like the you know, the last phantom on broadway did it for 15 years and yeah. i i honestly think i'm like i'd rather not be successful than do this for 15 years. No, I'm
2: with you. I, I think that what I learned in Wicked was that I have to cut it off at a certain point because I, by the time it ended, that's what this article became. I mean, this was like, you know, all, you start to see past the matrix of all this, of like that theater's the most miraculous place on the planet. It is, like it's the, it's the best, coolest job ever. And it is also the most finite. So that's the thing mm-hmm. you're like, it is just not guaranteed. And so when it is guaranteed, that like breaks the whole cycle of things. You're like, wait, I could get stuck in this show and start being like that person or that person, and they're dead. And I'm like, that's not why I got into this because I I really, really love being here. And I started to really feel this like resentment. And I was like, that's not what I want. So now uh, when I do a show, in my head at least, I'm like a year at the very most because I want to leave on a high. I want to leave sure. having done the thing, or you know, or or not. Or, but like having done it on my own terms, and just that, it be, it becomes a little like you start to the show is secondary. You start to like look for things all of a sudden. You start to look for things to like resent. And that person's not on today as much as they should be. It's like who gives a shit? Just do your show. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You can't. So you kind of get to that re- the cranky Larry David spot, like spot. And
3: the longest yeah. I ever did a show was a year, and it was three shows in rep. And it is oh, yeah. a funny thing where after a while you when you catch yourself of you're like on autopilot and then every once in a while coming back in and being like, oh, what am I saying? Like you're like you, yes. you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I was not even I'm just like. Doing this uh, totally out of muscle and so the worst jarring that you're like oh. worst thing
2: you can do is if you the worst thing you can do if you're doing that kind of long run and you're just sort of like you know in it and in it and in it is to all of a sudden think about the lines you're saying don't yes. do that because yeah. then you go wait because they're just sounds after a while yeah they're not even words and you just with a minute you try to like you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reinvest. You will forget all of your lines because they do not words to you anymore. And at that point, you just go, it's time to move on or not. And you have yeah. a family and you want to put, in, you know, and I get that too. Sure. Um, but I needed to leave. And, and I think that that became sort of, be, has become my more of my MO because I just want to, li- I want to keep liking it because when it's good, it's like so fucking good.
0: I think the family is a big one because it, it it is in stand up too. There's cruise ship comedians. There's, there's certain versions of this for stand up yeah. comics. And it's Absolutely. like, well, they need consistent money. They can't go to $25 yeah. spot nights. I um, have a
2: luxury that, like, my only thing I'm taking care of is a dog. You know, it's like I have a wife who has a job and I have jobs here and there, but like, I don't have a kid. I never will have a kid. And so I know that money I make is mine. And so I'm cool. I don't need to, like, have that thought in the back of my head of, like, it's for the kid. I'm staying six months more for the I don't I don't want that feeling.
0: Yeah. So now your your wife is a casting director, prominent casting director. Uh, Any 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 downsides having a casting director as as a partner? Is it all all great?
2: Honestly, I think it's all great because it actually she's awesome. And then also she's a director. So like mm-hmm. self tapes, which is something I really dislike doing. It's the worst. That is a doubt, down- it's the worst. And, I, and, and there is no good thing about it to me because I think I shine in the room. I am a joy and a to be around.
0: You can slip the money. <laughs> and, you can do all sorts of things in the room. It's always good. Well,
2: just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do all that stuff. And all you're relying on in your self-tape is just the material. And I'm like, that's not fair. That's not what you're casting half the time. You're casting a person for rehearsals. You're casting a person for press. You're casting the person. And you can't get to know that if <laughs> they're like, What's that? What's on the menu?
0: I saw a friend, uh, I saw their audition tape and they and their slate, they made a joke during their slate and it made me so fucking mad. I was like, no, no, because then I needed to think of something funny. Hi, I'm yeah. Uh, the
2: only Yeah, the only time it's ever happened to me was I was doing a slate and my dog was like pawing at my thigh trying to go out and like they do the full body slate the up and down. And I it was like, they, it, which was great because it was a natural moment. It wasn't it wasn't planned. And I just said, you know, Alex Brightman, 5'8 New York City, it panned down. I went, and that's my dog. And that was enough personality. I think I would ever
0: want to put in a slate because that's not your time to be. You uh, know, the only like, thing I do I for commercials, if I have to show my hands, I go. I Do a little <laughs> yeah, jazz, a little great. dancey, just to let them know that I'm gay. It's uh, it's a good, it's a yeah, good yeah. thing. Um, okay, well that's great. It's I mean, I times. I met your I I I uh I'd met your wife before at like a, a workshop thing, and then I auditioned. And uh, she Uh gave some great notes in my audition. She gave one of the most devastating notes, though, which was a very good note, but it was just like, make it real world. And I was like, I'm gonna go kill myself after this. I, uh, that's what I was going for. I wasn't going for, I wasn't going for Cartoon World before.
1: It was one of those notes.
2: But I get the same same type of note all the time though, is that it's, I am built for the stage. That's where, and so like anything I do At its smallest, looks like I'm doing a Brian Regan bit.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah,
2: I agree. At my smallest, I am doing Robin Williams. And so I... I need to, it's a muscle that I continue to have to flex. And then she reminds me of, and I'm so grateful for it because otherwise every self-tape would be like, she died, you know, it's like, <laughs> and like, it's supposed to be like, you know, some <laughs> large Von Trier movie. And it's like, I'm not killing it. <laughs> I would say this is a last thing is that like, the only maybe downside is I do get in my head because it in the same way, like when your family is like, do stand up for us. You know, or mm-hmm. like, do like sing that song from the show at a family gathering. And you're like, I feel much more comfortable doing it in front of 1,200 strangers rather than like doing it for you guys because it means more that you're here and you, I don't want to let you down because you're my family. That's the one thing is like, she's a cat. It's her job. She's amazing at it. But it's also a person that when the camera goes off and I send it, it's like, then we sit on the couch and it's like, was I, was it good? Like, do you think it was like, and that's, that's its own version of hell and anxiety. But, Usually, she's—I mean, not usually. She's incredibly honest about it, and so it only helps. It's—it's
0: it's um, good. So yeah. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm not good with. Well, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm dating someone. and She's a, a, a very successful comedy manager, but like when I ask her if something's funny, she'll—if she goes like, "Yeah, I know it's not," <laughs> and it—it it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's I, helpful though. I think—I think it's good
2: though. I I'd rather—I'd rather that than yes, you're great. You know, I'd rather that. I'd rather be taken down a little bit. By myself, by the way, it's never meant to be. It's always how I how I take it. It's like, oh fuck, it was bad, and it's like no, I just said it was good. It's like, yeah, but it didn't, you didn't say it was really good, you know? It's like you said it was good, and I wanted to be really good. That's really it, though. I think that it's more of a me
0: thing. My my girlfriend and I, we had to stop doing self tapes. It was no good. It just it brought out the worst in, in both of us, you know, because it's it's it's, I, a, it's know, a service. I, it's a service I know
2: exactly without you saying anything i know exactly what bad things are brought out of you because you there was a moment when we did a self-tape where i had to get like heated and be like kind of dark and broody and i just wasn't doing it because like my voice didn't fit the character this is my voice and it was like imagine like the guy from the road like, like uh-huh. that's who i had to play and i just was like yeah it's hard over here being this and like my voice doesn't do the thing i can't be down i don't have it
1: yeah and I yeah was,
2: I just tried to explain like no matter what I do, no matter what notes I have, I still have this voice. So I can't do the thing. I can't be like, we lost her in the war. Like my voice still sounds like that. Mm. And so finally I did this frustrating take. She was like, that was great. I was like, I was mad at you. There you go. It wasn't acting, but, it, you know, it was the perfect, like, Willy Wonka, like, the test. You did it.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's tough. Should, should My even girlfriend always, like, oh, is this a cartoon that you're auditioning for? Because you're, uh, <laughs> fucking, put your eyes back in. All right, let's move on. Let's get to, uh, the next segment. This is the, I hope, I need to learn these buttons still. Nope. Nope. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. All right, all right. We're we're gonna blast through this. This has got to stop. We talk about things that that have to stop. Um, yeah. Alex, let's go go with you first. What has got to stop?
2: I was thinking about this. It's hard to think about something without trying to be like inflammatory. It's hard to like the, trying to like alienate. I really kind of hard. Like <laughs> sure. it really tough to not be like to say like the f- top five in my actual head. I was like, I actually shouldn't say these five things. Sure, but, like, sure, one, but. But the one I the, we were talking about this because we we were walking we, last night we were walking and my, the thing that has to for me that's got to stop that's this has got to stop is that what I want to This has got to
0: stop. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay, great.
2: Uh, hashtag this has got to stop um, is people that walk behind you and then brush past you and then say excuse me. Um, mm. I am a big manners person. I've always Ooh. been a huge manners person. Please and thank you. Hold the door. May I? all that kind of stuff. I say please a million times before I, before asking for something. And I b- b- profusely apologize, say thank you, all that kind of stuff. I'm a manners-driven person. And when somebody, it's a New York thing for people to like, if you're walking too slow for them, rather than saying pardon me or excuse me when they're a couple of feet away so you can get out of the way, which is a normal thing to do for human beings, they brush past you to show you that they're in a hurry and that you're blocking them and then they go excuse me as a as like the 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 thing you say afterwards which is not excuse me the thing you're supposed to say there is sorry yeah
0: uh all right i think me I,
3: it makes me I, crazy i feel similar about the manners thing what something that similarly drives me nuts is if you do bump into someone and then you apologize like i'll do like if i when i bump into someone i'll be like i'm so sorry and if they're still mad after two sorries, I give I do two sorries because because sometimes they're like ah, uh, and you're like I'm so sorry. And if they're still like, and then I'm like I'm I'm really really sorry I ran into you. And if they're still looking at me, I've redacted it. I said nope, I take it back. Um, I think if I give two genuine sorries for bumping into you, and you do not. Like you're still weird about it, I I feel like I'm I want to take that back. You've
0: said that, that you've said me. that out loud before. You said I, I take said it one back.
3: time to a, I said one time to a person because I gave two real genuine ones and I said nope, never mind. And I I, I just I I felt like redacting it. Um, uh, I had yeah. one retort
2: one one retort to uh, an older lady who kind of had that thing that was like she just didn't matter. It didn't matter what I was going to say. Yeah, and she's kind of like kept the kept the thing going like saying like, you should be this and you should be more caramel And I just, I turned around and I was like, I bet you, I bet you're the one person that people talk about when, when they are deciding to invite people to parties. I bet you are the topic of conversation.
0: Oh my oh, God. Good. And then I
2: left and I still I always say the same thing after, before I leave any one of those situations and I have them a lot, it's a problem that I'm working on, but it is, it, I have these moments more than I'd like. And so I have to think i might be part of the problem is i i will say lead with compassion and then i will walk away yeah
0: lead with compassion yeah.
2: but i will say lead, lead with compassion but the subtitle if you're watching the movie with the subtitles it says
0: fuck you yeah that's but that's unique to you. like that's like a, a bless bless her heart it's like it's yep. a that's that's like unique to you lead with compassion yeah. lead with compassion.
2: And I, because I think you kind of can't lose if you say that they can't be like you lead with
0: compassion. You know, you can't really. All right. Well, uh, my this has got to stop. Is people walking in front of me going way too fucking slow, and you sometimes you need to nudge them to say like we're we live in New York, okay? Yeah. And uh, no, mine is uh, really. You say after that. Then I I say I say fuck you, but if the subtitles are lead with compassion, (laughs) right? Fuck you. Um, Fuck you! No, my this has got to stop. As you know, comedy clubs are reopening right now. Indoor indoor stuff is reopening. There were a lot of comedians that made a big ha over the quarantine. How they were quitting stand up comedy. Made a big Facebook post about it. Got a bunch of likes. They're just posting the spots that they're doing. I'm going. No, 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 no. You. You retired. Quit. And I think yeah. we need to start having when people quit. For now on, we need to have parties to shame them into. The, it's like the same you do with a wedding, and you you maybe you know you you uh, prevent a divorce for a year just because they're just so ashamed to tell their friends, hey, you wasted the trip to fucking Florida for our wedding. That's where Russell got married. Uh, and I, I think we need to have parties when people quit. And at the end, we go like, it's over. And if you're gonna yeah. come back, I expect a card saying, hey, this yeah. is why. Do people do that with theaters? Go like, I'm leaving. Oh, I'm yeah. leaving the theater. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's the same thing as like, I'm le- I'm leaving social media. Just leave.
0: Just, Just like, leave. It's not,
2: it's in, in all these, in the art forms you're talking about, it's like, it is an art form that will not miss you. So the fact that you are going, wow. I, I am leaving. You're like, we don't need this. We didn't need the first thing. So to come back, you're like, we didn't think about you the day after. So we weren't <laughs> going like, When? When is he coming back? No one's thinking about you that much. You fucking narcissist.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right, Russell, this has got to stop. Uh,
3: mine very quick. Um, I, this has got to stop uh, the versus movies because whether it's Batman versus <laughs> Superman, Godzilla, King Kong, it doesn't. It feels it feels strange because those things have their own like world. So we were seeing a Godzilla movie or seeing a King Kong movie. When you put it together, somehow it feels incomplete. We don't know what to do. We don't know which one we're thinking. And it never makes sense why they're fighting. It never makes sense to put them against each other. So this has got stop versus movies. I, I I don't like it. It didn't never realize. like it never works.
2: I didn't realize until this moment that like you're right. I don't have a stake in either of them. I didn't have like a personal stake to begin with. And so the fact that you're putting them together, like I used to watch wrestling and I had a stake in the wrestlers because there was a story yeah. and I haven't watched enough mm. of them or understood enough of them to be team, whatever. I always find yeah. that the villain though, happens to be us a lot of the time.
3: I, I Why do. are we that, always the villain? That is a little like, you're like, well, it's it, it, that's, that's what's strange about it because they're like, we're flipping it on our head, but they always do that. <laughs> we're the villains yeah. and we're like, how, I now maybe everyone does that. It doesn't feel different. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I I don't like the versus movies.
0: All right, you hear that, Hollywood? No more versus movies. No more, and it's... I won't be in one.
2: <laughs> I, will, the... I will. I would like to put. I'd like to put it out there that I will be in one, and I will promote it like crazy if
0: I'm in one. <laughs> Wonderful. We'll put on a self tape later today. The final segment. Okay. This okay. is. Uh... <laughs> nope, that's not it. This, this is God. God. <laughs>
1: your blessing do
2: you, do you do the 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 fake uh, i don't know which button this is or are you really not
0: i really don't know really not? No, i reprogram really i have these three buttons because i was going to do a bit about my, my girlfriend has night terrors and she gave me permission to play a recording of one of them and so i have this oh button God. that's like would have totally derailed this entire fucking conversation if i played it next time it's,
3: <laughs> it's bone chilling he played it's, it for me i want to hear it at some bone.
0: point um okay so uh uh, uh blessing um we'll, we'll have you go at the end we'll go this real quick my blessing is uh, uh glenn greenwald I, I don't know a lot about he he founded the intercept and now he just tweets kind of just insane opinions and he talks shit about sarah cooper and i don't know sarah cooper very well but she, um, uh, uh, she had a lot of success, and I, I, you know, people shit on it because because whenever someone gets successful fast, I mean, Alex, before I met you, I shit on you constantly. I had to delete a hundred tweets before this interview, <laughs> and um. So he posted something about, like, oh, you know, she, she, she went away fast. Ever since Trump lost, she went away faster than MSNBC's ratings. Ooh. And I tweeted, fuck you. She's developing a pilot for CBS right now. And uh, I didn't tag her or anything, but she retweeted that, uh, saying that I was now her official spokesman. I'm waiting for my check. But uh, she said, follow this guy. He's funny. And, uh, you know, I know someday getting more Twitter followers, I'm going to get in trouble for something some day, but I try to enjoy uh, getting some new followers. I'm sure a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, DNC shills following me that will unfollow me. You know, this morning I tweeted a pedophile joke. I'm sure they are gone already, but uh, it was nice while it lasted. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. Russell, you got a blessing?
3: Yes, my blessing is not as valiant as getting more Twitter followers, but uh, I'm counting I'm, kind of my blessings that I am vaccinated. Um, good, and, good.
0: Uh, Great. I'm
3: very excited.
0: Thank you. Always with the nice generic blessings. Um, Alex, what's your blessing? (laughs)
3: Um,
2: My blessing is that um, I was able to work through this pandemic and I've been able to make my own work and I'm happy about the stuff I'm making. It wasn't sort of secondary. It was that I got to work on stuff that I didn't have the time to work on. So finding the silver lining in a horrible year and letting them come to fruition has been my blessing, and that the fact that I can pay my rent with the thing I like to do.
1: Well,
0: our sketch team was happy to help make that happen for you. Um, so, I can't wait uh, to be back. <laughs> all right, so let's let's just uh, play this out. This is oh. Oh yeah. Oh, whoops! Wrong button. That's the night terrors.
2: Wait, keep it going. It's okay. It's okay,
1: it's okay. No, honey, it's okay.
0: Not, honey, honey. Hey, it's not. Hey, hey, you, hey,
3: hey. Come, come honey. Come honey. Come baby. No. Come here, come
0: here, come This is real. So it's it's an app that she, whenever like a noise starts, it starts recording, and I guess it was because the window was open. We found out later that's why she was having these night terrors. So she kept waking up and going like, "No, it's not okay." And then she so falls. She, wait,
2: she has the night terrors.
0: She has you. the night terrors. And then she falls back asleep immediately. And I'm up like, oh, oh my God. Oh my why, God. Why I... was she? She talks like Beetlejuice. I mean, she does the voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it's um, so good. That I'm, is
2: bananas. <laughs> I want a recording of that in my email immediately. I want to listen to the whole thing.
0: I'll send it to you. All right. Uh, uh, Alex, uh, thank you so much. We're going to take a picture. We're going to play this One, out. Two, but here three. we go. Oh, so exciting! All right, let's 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 take this picture. Um, okay. Do me a favor. Look uh, disappointed. We, yeah, look, that's perfect. All right, I think we got it. Uh, fading it out.
1: Fading it out. Alex Brightman.